Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. Let's do Thanksgiving in Andy's house, North Phoenix. Yes, where it's where we don't have snow, we have tornadoes. This. What's going on with that? Wait a minute. Start the show. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Good morning. It's good morning. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 
fine Saturday morning. <laughs> it is a fine Saturday morning. I'm so confused. It's so window. dark outside. <laughs> it's a fine Saturday morning in Ireland, Andy. That's I don't what we know for right. I might have my brogue. Okay, so let me yeah. just start with this. I have only watched 15 minutes of The Irishman. I have not been able You've to watch more than me. finish it. Let me tell you, it okay. is so weird. <laughs> Steve, have you finished it? You oh, watched yeah, the whole yeah thing? that was my birthday movie. Yeah, I've watched that one. It's, so, it's weird. so weird, you guys, with the aging thing. It's yes. just it's not working the, for the me. The super Come young De Niro. On. Yes. Well, there are three time periods. Oh, You're going to get to three, three, three or four time periods. So, yes, the really young De Niro. I guess, at this rate, Steve, I don't know if I'm going to get to three you, time you'll, periods. You'll get I there. cannot commit to three time periods. He looks, wow. like a char- he looks like a character out of The Adventures of Tintin. Out, out of perhaps a Marvel <laughs> film? This is it's, it's the squared off jaw. He looks like a cartoon character from Tintin. Oh, oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. rough. It's a rough start. And not just that, it's a rough start. You get these these moments where like uh uh it, he's standing there talking to Pesci and he's like and they just stop and I'm like, what kind of fifth grade production is this? Like this is not are they at what is going on in this movie? What is the big deal about this movie? My dad sends me a text. He says, you got to watch this. It's the best thing he's ever done, this Irishman. you got to watch it right now. It's five stars. I'm not at the five-star part yet. I'm definitely not at the five-star part yet. <laughs> bing, 15 minutes bing, is not a five. Bing, I, no. I was so disarmed by the fact that it started with another thinking voiceover, like, slow move through the elder folks home. Wow. Oh, for crying out loud, this Pete's whole thing's a, a flashback. Pete is not, not a fan of cinema. Pete is not a fan of cinema. He'll take his rock and sharks and tornadoes any day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I am, I will, okay, I'm going to give it another 15. How about that? I'll give it, they've stolen a bunch of meat. That's, spoiler everybody. <laughs> wow. They stole some meat. I know what I have to look forward to now. Uh, it's, do you? There's, there's I don't some think you do. Okay, fair warning, Pete. <laughs> when you get to Al Pacino, because you'll get there. I know you'll make it through. But when you get to Al Pacino, when he's just talking, he's got this weird sort of Irish-ish accent. <laughs> and I, I guess Jack Nicholson did the same thing in that office. So maybe he had this weird accent. But once he goes like Al Pacino up to 11 and he's just like, hoo and loud, it, just, <laughs> it, it disappears. The accent disappears as he's screaming and ranting about stuff. Wow. And then he'll, then he'll, then he'll calm down and he'll be talking and there's this weird accent again. So yeah. Is that, that's a testimonial. Are you giving me a pro Irishman testimonial? No, no, no. I just, can't tell. I'm just, I'm just warning you that it just really caught me off guard. Why does Al Pacino sound not like Al Pacino except when he's shouting? It's like, I don't know. It's like he goes into like Nicolas Cage mode at some point. And he's just like ranting and screaming. <laughs> Other times it's just Al Pacino playing a character. You're so, right, Steve. All of a sudden, I can't wait to watch more of this movie. Yes, it's, <laughs> it, it's really about Frank. It's about De Niro's character, Frank, and yeah. his journey. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Holy cow! I know. Uh, I don't know. I'm. I want to see it. I just have to find a moment to sit down uh, for sit, three and a half hours. A moment hours. or three and a half hours yeah. of them. Jeez, when you're not yeah. going to fall asleep. Rough. Yeah. Right. So, like, did first you thing have you seen? Did you get out to Knives Out yet? I have not. No, I haven't had a chance we to see that. anything. It's been I'm sort of done so with the show. Then I don't. Uh, Steve and I certainly don't have anything else to talk to you about. I guess, yeah. All right. I bye, mean, the everybody. reviews are all over, <laughs> reviews are all over the place. Yeah, it's everybody's loving it except for Andy. He hasn't seen <laughs> except it. Except for Andy, who hasn't seen it. He's well, the only I, well, person. And, he went and saw Frozen two instead. Look, so, <laughs> which Andy, I, I want to thank me you that that was a mistake. 
I, I want to thank you because I was like asking my daughter, like, do you want to see it? And she was like, well, I don't know. I said, well, let me tell you what Andy experienced. <laughs> I said it was at two stars. And then he had a conversation on the way home or what with his wife. And all of a sudden it's at half a star or one star. And she said, "Ooh, really? I said, yeah. And she said, yeah. well, yeah. I don't know now. Maybe rent it. It's it. Honestly, yeah. it should have been a Disney straight to video sequel. That's the quality of that. So they story. should have released yeah. Lady and the Tramp live action dogs in the theaters and just done Frozen 2 to Disney Plus, huh? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I have to look now because I because I will say it was better than Olaf's Frozen Adventure, which what? is the short film that was attached <laughs> was that to. Was, that that was the, caused I, you some I, that was the short in, film incredible that was like pain. 20 minutes long or something, uh, It was a full it? half it was, hour. It was a full half full. hour in front of Coco. Oh, that's um, right. Because wasn't it a TV thing that they then just dumped in the theater? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. they they okay. they you know were terrible with making this decision. I gave it one star, and I don't know how I gave it one star. I should have given that a half star, <laughs> and then Frozen Two. I will give the one star. I don't know why I gave Olaf's Frozen Adventure one star. Ugh, what a, that was too generous. Was Dude, too the Frozen generous. Cinematic Universe is not aging well. <laughs> no, they're really screwing that one up. I need yeah. Disney to go back to the days where they didn't do sequels and they just, just do their first the story. One. And if they do a sequel, it's a straight to video thing that no one has to watch. Yeah. Right. You know, Andy, you don't have to go to the theater to see the movie either. You know that. <sighs> Wait, what's this now? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Because if there's a movie that, that might not be good, you don't actually have to go to the theater you know, to watch that's, it. That's a really interesting point. I have, Except you, I have, you, know, you I have, would have seen it anyway. I know, I know you would. You're a completionist. You were going to see well, it no matter what. It's a what. Disney thing. I like it. Disney's yeah. like I, animated classics. I yeah. I like seeing all of those. But just like I told my friend's son when we were having an argument about Star Wars, because he was very upset that the, all the new Star Wars movies are official Disney canon, right? Oh. And so that really bothers him. I'm like, if you don't like him, you don't have to watch them. Just right. watch the ones you like. Punk. And then I poked him in his seven-year-old face <laughs> and the, he's a little older than that he's like 17 but anyway <laughs> i poked him in his 17 year old face but, <laughs> but that's a good lesson for me because is the same thing yeah. applies yeah. i really didn't have to go watch it no oh, well, well lesson your kids learned were, you, your kids were gonna beg you to go see it they really were weren't they Oh, like so I thought about it in it. retrospect. I'm <laughs> like, they weren't actually pushing us to do this. Why did I feel the need? Oh, you, you did know. it. You did it to them. I did it to you them. Did it to them. They still liked yeah. it, but even my daughter was like, it was, "It's not as good as the other one." I'm like, she still likes it, but I have a feeling. So, have you been going through the Disney classics? Do you have the Disney Plus, or is that just Pete that has the Disney? Plus? Oh no, we have it. I haven't. Oh, no, I haven't so gone through to you watch any of it. In there? No. Oh, okay. The kids. I mean, I started. Um, it's not. I wouldn't call it a Disney classic, but we did start watching Black Hole again. Just really more, mm, more to sweet, sweet from the Disney vault. <laughs> Re-experience oh, the joy of that the, film. Oh, I saw yeah. that in the theater, and it was. I was just watching the Earl Morris uh, Brief History of Time documentary, and when they talk about you know black holes, they actually use some of the scenes from Disney's The Black Hole, and. <laughs> Oh man, that movie's bad. You know, it's but it's bad in a way that I still think there's some clever stuff. So I, I sure, it's I, just not it's in the bad dialogue. in a way. Wait a minute, it's come all the way back around from bad to clever. Is <laughs> no, that no. what happens it's, when it reaches still escape velocity? <laughs> <laughs> right, it's just like a black hole, you guys. <laughs> you guys, it's just. <laughs> 
No, I, I haven't finished it and I doubt I will, but I wanted to put it on so at least you, I. You have to finish it to write a review. You Disney know Plus, you do. Uh, I, yeah, well, it's there now. So <laughs> it's there now. If they decide to put it in the vault, Whenever. maybe I'll panic watch it. But right? <laughs> I'll sweat watch. <laughs> That's right. I've gotten mere hours to finish this <laughs> before it's locked up again. <laughs> uh, so either have either of you gotten out to see uh, Mr. Rogers? Beautiful no. day in the neighborhood. That no. and Knives Out are the two things that we've been planning every day of our holiday to go watch, and we have yet that's, to do. Yeah, that's a high high one on my list. I've, I have a, a friend who has seen it now and has has reported that it is uh, not quite the movie that was pitched in the trailer. So I'm a little bit, uh, I, I guess I'm, my anxiety is a little up. But the, the thing that he said to me that made me most anxious is that uh, he described it as... Uh, well, he used the same words that one would use to describe the Hobbit movies, as in, I think it was for, is it 48 frames per second? Like, did he shoot this in 48 or 60? Oh, like, was he going really? for a TV, like, uh, like, look for it? And I suddenly deflated. I do not want to sit through. I don't think this did. ridiculous thing. He yeah. said it looks like the the whole treatment of it looks like what they do with with brand new like 4K TVs uh, and you go in oh, and they're yeah. all super sharp and everything is he says it looks like they turned on like smoothing he said right. in quotes and I am not so I've been trying to research and figure it out I didn't I haven't found anybody who's who's talking about it so I probably missed the most obvious source I'm sure but um like I I'm just I'm so done with that. Well, my, I wish everybody was done with that. Angley, hang it up. 24. <laughs> my in-laws did go and see it. And yesterday we chatted briefly about it. I didn't want any spoilers or anything. And they're really not movie critics anyway. Their their feedback <laughs> is usually pretty brief when it comes to movies. And It was a movie? <laughs> no, <laughs> their, their comments are like, well, we saw that Mr. Rogers movie. And I'm like, oh, what do you guys think? We wanted to go see that. Well, it was interesting. It was interesting. And I'm yeah. like, okay, because it's just about Mr. Rogers. They're like, yeah, but it was just interesting. I'm like, okay, I don't know how to read that. So that was their feedback for me. I, so. I need to read you just a, a brief quote uh, about it. Uh, he says, this is what he says of Tom Hanks, which I think is interesting. It makes This does make me curious again. If only I knew more about the how it was present shot. Tom Hanks' portrayal is effective but odd. Fred Rogers wasn't anywhere near as odd as Tom Hanks' version of him is. It's, unco it's uncomfortably <laughs> mm -hmm. intimate in ways when Rogers always felt more safe to me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not great. Uh, <laughs> No, no, no. See, so, we had we had the documentary, and that's that's all I need because yeah. from the trailer, the, which, the I, documentary was so perfect. It was, it was and, just and really I terrific. I don't need Tom Hanks trying to do a Mister Rogers impersonation, and that it just creates it makes me too aware that I'm watching a movie, and so yeah. I'm just I'll rent that one. I just I don't know that it's necessary. Okay. Just like my Disney thing, it's a Tom Hanks thing. Yes, I, I, one I of these yeah. days, I oh, will have to learn is. to let go of these things, and I'll have to go see this one. Somebody posted a still of Tom Hanks as Fred Rogers in the opening sequence when he's putting his sneakers on, and he's throwing a sneaker in midair. Oh, no. Oh, no. What'd it's a do? red sneaker. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Well, it's Tom Hanks playing shoe. Fred Rogers, the man with one red shoe. 
And, and I immediately thought of Andy. That's I thought so right there's a guy who would smile at that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably colorized. In the movie, it's probably a 60 frame per second disaster of a blue tennis shoe. But I don't I don't care. The meme was funny. Too funny. I love it. Uh, what else we got? Steve, you were upset about something related to E.T. Oh, uh, 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 raping my childhood? Sure, yeah. Ouch. Wow. Oh, God, you, have you watched this abomination? No, should I, we live I watch it? it? I watched it. Okay, because I, I, was, I was looking for the news, of, like what's some stuff that's happened, and apparently it was an ad, I guess, yesterday for Thanksgiving that Xfinity did, which is like a four-minute thing of E.T. comes back to Elliot's house, but Elliot's all grown up, and he's got his own kids, and they E.T.'s visiting and hanging out and learning about all the seeing all the new technology that we have that we didn't have in 1980 whatever and just uh, no it was horrible it's terrible it it really like there's no sense as to what it has to do with xfinity et looks rough um et is sitting on a couch with the family yeah it's and he's watching are they watching like white christmas or something this is terrible it's 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 like it's a full short film it's like four minutes long four four and a half minutes yeah because elliot picks up his remote and he's like hey play christmas movies and yeah and the kids are teaching him this is the internet yeah Yeah, it's uh it's terrible yeah it's um and apparently i mean a lot of people have watched this on youtube uh, you know, it's getting I it might be like two million now have seen it. I don't know. It's just a ton of people. Weirdly, there are a lot of people saying that the reviews are really good. And I think that's really strange. Yeah. Because well, what do you like think? It. What do you think they paid Henry Thomas for this gig? I... What do you think he makes? He, does he do this kind of thing for peanuts? I mean, Haunting of Hill. No, he does it for pieces. Uh, pieces. And pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Yes. I mean, I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen Doctor Sleep yet. Was he a central figure? He's in... good in it. Uh, it's yeah. it's an interesting role. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, he's playing Jack Nicholson's character. Yeah, yeah. And okay. I didn't even know it was him. It was after the movie. I'm like, Whoa, oh, okay, okay. yeah. Really took me by surprise. Well, you know, they're trying to do this thing, right? They're trying to do these little short films that the this is a big branding play. Yeah. And Apple kind of cornered the market on this a while ago and for for the holiday, you know, short film. And uh it, weirdly they did one this year that it's it's one of those that is they they linger on all of the negative aspects of of like Christmas holiday and technology with kids for so long that by the end, you're like, there is no punchline. I am in a soulless dark void. (laughs) My children are mindless automatons. I can't win. The joke ends up being very sweet, but it's so short at the end. You wonder, is this family ever going to recover? And and that I don't know is the is the Christmas message. It it may be the E.T. equivalent of Henry Thomas in a in a four minute short film paid for Reese's Pieces. <sighs> it's yeah, it's just a strange one. I don't know. It's it's frustrating to see you know property like E.T. used like this. And I get it. Steven Spielberg yeah. signed off because of the holiday, the the message of family, and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, uh, but I didn't get that out of it. Yeah, in the in the no. end, it just it was completely unnecessary, and it's disappointing that it was done. Yes. yes. Okay. 
what was next on Steve's list of gripes this season? It wasn't a gripe. It was, it was the, great. You gotta, I'm excited. You gotta, hey, don't. Don't apologize for everyone's no, no, got a no, right I got to, to. I gripe about ET, and then I'm I'm intrigued because I in, I enjoyed the Netflix little docu series. I think they call them the toys that yep. made us, and they've got a new one that just came out called the movies that made us, and they're focusing on Dirty Dancing, Home Alone, Ghost, Ghostbusters, and Die Hard. You know, I actually had someone, a listener, write to me and suggest that we figure out how to do something with the movies that made us believe oh, it or not like like that be a thing that uh let's see did you see this is coming on netflix the day after thanksgiving the, there has to be a way to tie in the next reel somehow uh i don't know what that means i like the idea of a nod toward what they're doing but maybe even uh, maybe everyone picks a classic movie that is nostalgic to them and then discuss that movie i don't know just thinking out out loud on your behalf Oh. Maybe there is an, a next real movie. I feel movie like that's half of our episodes. Us. It's oh, mostly our episodes. And, and the guilty pleasures. And there the guilty go. pleasures. And Rush. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you, you guys covered, you, you did cover Die Hard. Yes. You haven't done Dirty Dancing or Home Alone. And I don't think you've done Ghostbusters either, have you? Or did you nope. do? You, no, nope. I didn't do a Ghostbusters. Oh, because Andy's never seen it. Oh, Andy doesn't like it. I forget. Andy's got Ghostbuster issues. <laughs> I remember that now. On his, Andy, uh, on his a, headstone, it's going to say, Andy, a cinema completionist, except Ghostbuster. <laughs> I remember he told me there was a, sto- there's there's a, a story. story. There's a story. There is a story. Yeah. Yes, I remember. It's because you weren't cast in it story, or something. I don't remember. Don't worry about it. The story doesn't matter because right. I have seen it. Okay. I'm just not a big fan. <laughs> okay. So the, it should be the movies that made angry Andy. <laughs> Angry Andy. I prefer the story that we're cementing slowly but surely over the years that Andy hasn't seen it and will never see it. Eventually, I'll believe that. Have I seen it? <laughs> Have I no, seen Ghostbusters? No. It was only the Kristen Wiig one. Was there a movie <laughs> Ghostbusters before Kristen Wiig? No, no there wasn't. Certainly no. No. <laughs> hey, uh, let's do, do, what do we want to do? We got, I got nothing else to talk about, but we were going to do some Netflixing. We were going to do some trailers. Netflix. What do you want to do? You mean flick charting? Yeah, Netflixing. <laughs> Shut up, Steve. Happy flick, Thanksgiving, everybody. Flicks, flicks, yeah, flicksing? We're going to flick flicksing. We've got some yeah. flick flicksing to do. <laughs> uh, you you want to do trailers first? You want to do net charting? <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can chart the flick nets. Yeah. <laughs> So Nobody it, should ever let us do this show at night again. Don't know, you do right? all of your shows at night? You do all of your shows at night. But not set, this one, Steve. Set, and remember the, the last time we did this at night, Tommy was on and it was like a three and a half hour episode because <laughs> the God would not stop with the jokes. Always with the jokes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so good. okay. Let's do let's do trailers. Let's, all right, let's, do trailers. let's knock out sure. the trailers. Am I first? I yes, think you are. Yes, not you are. ready you, for you, this. You stole that by like 10 seconds. I think I did. Because <laughs> I was I was going to and I was like, oh, oh. Uh. Okay, 10 minutes. 10 minutes you had to jump on me. Go ahead. I, you know, I knew that was happening because you had just posted something about about time. And I was like, okay, the clock is ticking. Steve is on the, the hunt. I better get out there. And uh, uh, I, of course, I saw this movie uh, with 
like it's a Saturday or it's a, a trailer rewind sweetheart of a pick right here. It's got oh, yeah. all of the Steve Sarmento anchors uh, from uh, Nicholas Holt. Uh, right. Who else is in? Charlie Hunnam. Come on. Yeah. Russell Crowe. This yep. is like made for trailer rewind. I kind of no. feel like they were saying things like, come on, guys, this is the sweet trailer rewind shot uh, as they were making this movie. Uh, this is a story of uh, it is the, the true history of the Kelly gang. Uh, it is apparently based on Peter Carey's novel, the story of Australian Bush Ranger Ned Kelly and his gang as they flee from authorities during the 1870s. Also, it's kind of like an uh, an 1870s Australian period picture mixed with like train spotting. It's a very strange mashup of tones based on the trailer uh, from director Justin Kurzel, uh, uh, written by Peter Carey, obviously did the novel and the adaptation was done by uh, uh, Sean Grant. Stars lots of wonderful people, including those I just mentioned, uh, George McKay, Essie Davis, Orlando Schwartz, Thomas and McKenzie, Sean Keenan, Earl Cave, Marlon Williams. And uh, let's see, I already talked about uh, Charlie Hunnam and Russell Crowe. Trailer looks bananas. I'm very excited about it. I don't know why. I can't really put it to words. It's just cresting the six-star rating at a 6.6 with 129 precincts reporting. And um, that uh, that Justin Kurzel, uh, you know, he's kind of a mixed bag in terms of things that he has directed. He directed uh, Macbeth. 2015's Macbeth. He did the Snowtown Murders, 2011. I haven't seen. He did Assassin's Creed, 2016. So, yeah. mixed bag. Uh, the Turning, director, 2013. Haven't seen that one either. So, but in, in terms of straight up uh, reviews, this is the next one. I'll tell you what he is doing next, though, which I am more excited about. I'm sure, Steve, this is high on your list. Episode one of the new Shantaram series that they are doing. You read the book? I'm sure you've read the book. Nope. Don't know what you're talking about. Really? Oh, really? well, yeah. add this to your list. Chantry. Okay. All right. Uh, and uh, it's, I think it's an Apple TV Plus thing that's, uh, that they have, have bought. It is a very big book. And it is a, it's one of those epic tomes of oh. prison escape. And uh, it's, a, it's a big deal. Uh, and so he's doing this one. So what do you guys think of this particular movie, uh, of this trailer, Kelly Gang? I love the style of it. I, I loved the just everything about it. They were really playing with the whole idea of, you know, true stories and all that sort of thing, which I, I think is a lot of fun in these biopics, you know, really kind of finding a way to shake it up. George McKay is uh, an actor who I have been finding, you know, as he kind of pops up in more and more, I find him a really interesting actor to watch. Uh, you know, he was in Defiance, uh, you know, like 10 years ago. Uh, good there. He was in Captain Fantastic. And uh, he's in 1917 coming out soon. And he was in the 112263 uh, Stephen King miniseries. So he's he's an interesting face that I really enjoy watching. And I think him paired with this group of other actors as they kind of play this kind of crazy gang i i don't know it just looks it looks over the top nonsense wild insane i i, I had a really interesting experience watching this trailer i definitely look forward to the movie and i hope it can hold up um and not be one of the other types of films that uh that Kurzel has done this won't be Frozen 2, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you uh, go. But it, it has the potential because it could be a complete mess. But it, it really reminded me of Sofia Coppola's um, 
Marie Antoinette, where you've got a historical mm. thing, but you're messing around with the time frame a little bit, like, particularly with like the soundtrack. So it just had one of the some of those elements, just the style doesn't fit the era that it's set in, which I love playing around with things like that because it's trying to take this, okay, we've got basically, you know, punk hoodlums in the, you know, late 1900 or 1800s. So let's, let's bring that style to it. So yeah, this was a, if you've got a little icon, it's a trailer steal. You stole this one from me, Pete. Outstanding. Yes. When is this, uh, when, when, when do we get this one? Well, I'd like you to really mark your calendars for 2019. Because that's what is still listed in IMDb on the release dates. Um, okay. <laughs> it, it, it is floating around the international festival circuit. Canada, Brazil, Italy has already seen it. Uh, Italy just was last weekend. Uh, Russia gets a apparently wide opening January 16th. UK gets it February 28th. Netherlands, March 12th. Turkey, March 20th. Get out there to our Turkish uh, listeners. We still have... Uh, just 2019 who knows when it's coming okay. but it's you know it's got to get a distributor at some point right it looks like a movie that deserves a distributor and that means righteousness righteousness this movie deserves attention <laughs> indeed uh, so indeed yeah. all right that's what i got all right next Steve. up all right so then you stole my trailer so i had to look at what else and what see I thought for sure you were going to take another trailer because for some reason in my feed, it was some somebody snuck one of these fan trailers in there. And I thought there was a new James Bond trailer that had dropped for Thanksgiving. I'm like, oh, Pete will be all over that. I'm not even going to look at that. So I had to go to something a little bit more trailer rewindy. And this is uh, actually based on a true story based on a book. It is the story of a uh, psychiatrist who does an experiment on three schizophrenics up at Ypsilanti State Hospital. All three of them, each of them believe they are Jesus. So he puts all three of them in the room and says, well, let's see what happens. Because they all know there can only be one, you know, the Jesus. There's not multiples. There can be only one. <laughs> and what happens if they're confronted with other people making those claims? So this is based on a true story. It's got a, a really interesting cast. I'm slightly, well, I, I'm a little cautious about this one because it played at uh, Toronto Film Festival in 2017 and has sort of been languishing around. So I, I don't know what to make of that. If this is getting dumped into the early January, uh, which is where it's showing up, I think it's January 3rd is our, our release date on this. But you've got Richard Gere and Peter Dinklage and, and Walt Goggins and Bradley Whitford. I mean, how what a, what an amazing cast in this and directed by uh, John Avnet. I was like, John Avnet, where where have you been? You made some great movies way back in the day. Um, what's, what have you been up to? Uh, uh, not much. I think a little bit of TV here and there. So I'm interested with psychological type movies. So I, I'm curious to see how this turns out. Uh, I did a little digging around and apparently this this book was released in the was it 64. Uh, but in the 1984 edition of the book, uh, this doctor, he uh, added an apology and said, basically, I really had no right, even the name of even in the name of science to play God and interfere around the clock with their daily lives. So he sort of has some regrets. So things may not turn out so well for these guys uh, in the end. Who knows? So we've got uh, 
Got a book to read before, uh, you know, over Christmas break, maybe, Pete, if you're looking for something. Well, and what a great trilogy to watch this with. What were they? There was the Stanford Prison Experiment. Oh, there, yeah. was the, uh, <laughs> there was the other one where they kept electrocuting that guy. And then oh, yes. now there's this one of great stories of psychologists doing evil in the guise of medicine. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'll tell you, I this is one of those that really it's one of those movies that just feels like it's got such a great cast it just feels like this is one of going to be one of those great cinema wrongs yeah uh, that this movie is going to be ultimately ignored it's going to be missed and it's going it, to someone in here is going to have an incredible performance that's just going to go largely unseen and i kind of hope that's walt goggins because i oh, want yeah. that guy to just blow up yes. like everybody else in here is great i need goggins to just be bigger yeah now he's I, he's oh, yeah. just so magnetic on screen so i yeah i i'm totally into this this is I, i'm gonna call this a uh, uh, reciprocal steal all right <laughs> I, I you know had i gotten to this one first yeah walton goggins uh, i mean there's a reason that he got so much notice after the shield because you know yeah. his character had like the the core heart of the story is great in that film or in that uh, tv series and he's been great in everything he's done since. I just love watching him. I haven't seen uh, enough of his other TV shows that he's done afterward. Uh, and I feel a little disappointed that I missed Vice Principals because that looks so, so funny. funny. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, uh, painful. Yeah. Hard to laugh at him now. But it's what you really want to do because you look at him and it's like, that's, I just know that that's where funny comes from. But you know what else? Like he is, he has such incredible, I'm sorry, Andy, I'm totally hijacking your praise of Walton Goggins, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> if you're not watching any of the unicorn, you want to just see a little bit of his range. It's, it's not a great show, but he is great in it. Like he just is such a, like you want him he he just has such heart and warmth in his comedy in this in this show. It is such a different thing than he's he has done. So so good. You yeah, he's he's Go just a great actor. But it, like you said, Steve, I mean, it's really just a core of solid performers, uh, yeah. really kind of making up this film. John Avnet for me is the one thing that is like a potential stumbling block because I mean he yeah. really I mean. Other, I mean, he did like fried green tomatoes, which was right. fine, yeah, and yeah. then really not much else <laughs> and that, was, that was good. <laughs> and that makes me pretty concerned that he doesn't have the 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 strength to kind of make something that's needed with the emotional core for a film like this. So that makes me nervous, but yeah. the core uh, cast is so strong, it does give me some hope that it's still worth yes. watching. January 3rd. January, January 3rd, January 3rd. You can find out what happens, find out what these performances are like. If, uh, and I think Andy, maybe to it's, uh, if we have a strong enough script that these, these are talented actors, they can raise this to the level of, uh, maybe a director that's, they can just shoot this well yeah. and get this thing yeah, done. Maybe. maybe what is what he can do for that, for us on that one. Exactly. All right. I think that's. Up to you now, sir. Yes, for mine, I, uh, you know, it's a little, kind of little trailer drags out there. No, not anything that uh, I was too excited about. So I went with the trailer for a film that uh, our Australian listeners will say, what? That's been in theaters like months and it's gone already. It is Ride Like a Girl, an Australian <laughs> film about an Australian, uh, oh, a female Australian jockey who becomes the first female jockey to actually win the Melbourne Cup. 
This is uh, something that really happened in 2015. Rachel Griffiths is directing it. There's several reasons why I picked this. Um, one, because it looks like the sort of film that I can watch with my family and yep. it can be an inspiring story for my daughter. I'm always looking for stuff like that. Um, Was the second reason because they actually finished the script the second she won the Melbourne Cup, like at the at the <laughs> they, track, they get started they, they right away. Finn, period, <laughs> cut, shoot. That's right. Uh, no, somebody but, get her the salmon draft. No, uh, but Rachel Griffiths is directing it, and that's something that uh, I was I didn't realize Rachel Griffiths had started directing, but she had a few years ago in some TV and stuff, and here she is moving into features for the first time. And I think she's a really interesting actress. I don't always like the film she's in or the TV projects, but I think she's great. So I'm thrilled to see her in the director's chair. And of course, Sam Neill's in this. And Teresa Palmer, who I think is an interesting actress, uh, who's just not given a lot of good stuff to work in. She was in the unfortunate movie that I worked with her on, Take Me Home Tonight, uh, back when it filmed here in Phoenix. Uh, not a great movie. Um, I feel bad for her that that was her chance to break out in America. <laughs> and that's what she ended up in. Really a shame. But, uh, you know, she's been in some other interesting films. And I think that she's been trying to kind of get herself back on track. I think she went back to Australia and started making some stuff that probably made more sense than Take Me Home Tonight. And uh, here she is doing this. Uh, again, it's, it's kind of a, a biopic. I don't know if I'm expecting much from it. But I think that there may be some uh, some good potential coming out of the story. So uh, what do you guys think of this one? It made complete sense that you picked this. I looked at this. And yeah, said, this is the this is a perfect family friendly movie of really interesting story and uh, a story where I'm not worried about the horse getting hit by a car or shot or killed like in, <laughs> oh, like, you know, lean on Pete. lean on Pete. Exactly. I thought this, <laughs> is, this is this is a good one. It's uh, yeah. And again, where you've got a story of a, a young girl who, you know, asking tough questions of like, well, if the boys can do that, why can't I? And and yeah. uh, being successful at that, so I, I love love movies like this. I I feel like it. Uh, Teresa Palmer, like I, I feel like I've seen her in more stuff, and so and then just breaking out of America. Like I am number four was big around our place. We we all hoped that that was going to be a series. It just sort of fed that, uh, like uh, you know, for my kids at a certain age, and oh, yeah. I go to movies too. Uh, but Warm Bodies was great, oh, and yeah. uh, you know, she was in. Triple Nine and um, she was in Point Break. Right? Yes, the, she was. She, the, remake. the remake of Point Break. That was, you know. Paxar Ridge. She I, was I'm in just that saying, she ended up being in a number of uh, fun action uh, films. You're right about Steve the breakout probably loved thing. her in Night of Cups. <laughs> <laughs> He's yes. our resident Terrence Malick fan. I'm, I'm the Malick That's right. fan. I yes. was going to say, oh, Andy, I didn't see that. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly. I wasn't I expecting you to have seen that. No, like, I don't know how to even respond to that. Should I? Like, I'll just be quiet. Yeah, good idea. Uh, anyways, I actually I think this looks this looks great. I'm with um, Steve about the like. At least we don't have to worry about the animals. Yes. Part. But of course, yes, we probably right. just jinxed it. And <laughs> who knows? Animal, her horse probably breaks both legs. As soon as it the line, she wins, the horse <laughs> dies. She's have to put it down. She's, she's got to put him down. So, oh, and she's God. the most really, to do it, yeah. Yes, yeah. she's got to do it Australian style. It's a rite of passage in Australia. She has to eat his heart out, too, at the end of the Guys, 
this is the worst. Um, <laughs> this, anyhow, I, I think it actually looks really great. So I, I, it's a fun family film. This is falling into the same category as yours, though, Pete. This this opened in Australia September uh, 9th at a, an event there, and then it played in New Zealand and Poland. And after that, uh, it just has a release date, generic release date of 2019 still. Who knows <laughs> if it's actually going to get any form of release over here. Maybe it will since the trailer just hit three days ago. I don't know. Anyway, ride like a girl. Watch for it. 2019. <laughs> 2019. Yep. Counting down the days, everybody. All go. right. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's flick net this thing. All right. Time for some Netflix. Char- Got to go to the Netflix galaxy view. Netflix, Netflix charting. <laughs> All right. So we All are right. uh, jumping back into our flick chart, and we are going to do some re ranks. And uh, Steve is going to try to help us and see if we can get anything changed. So first up, we have. You can tell Steve is really looking forward to this. Yes, yes, <laughs> 2001 <laughs> or. Uh, let's see, the Deer Hunter or Syriana. Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen either of those. But I feel like I got to go with the deer hunter. Yeah, I'm deer hunter on this. Okay, easy enough. Me too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I bless deer decision. hunter had a tiny... <laughs> <laughs> Just bless every decision. <laughs> deer hunter had a baby move from 263 to 249. All right. Next up, Viridiana or Spellbound. Oh. Um, I think, I think I'm, oh, wow. I'd probably watch Spellbound first, but I think Spellbound. Viridiana is probably the more interesting film. I'm going to say Viridiana. Yep. You're going to say Viridiana? Yeah. It's more interesting. But I thought you just said Spellbound. No, I, I, I'd say I'd watch it first, but. I'm Spellbound. Okay. Steve? Steve? Uh, what is Viridiana? I It's a Luis Buñuel film. Oh, wait. Oh, dang it. This is one about a nun or something, right? Yeah, it's it's a really Isn't there interesting there something one. like that? Uh, I, I, I have heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. So I can't yeah, help it's, you. It's a, yeah, it's a, it is a nun. She goes to visit her uncle and he kind of uh, is a creepo and, and, she, and he stay she stays there and I don't know, all sorts of weirdness happens. It's well worth checking out. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to say Viridiana. But Pete's going to say spellbound, and so I guess we got to Rochambeau okay. this All time. All right, let's do it. There we go. Mm-hmm. One, One, two, two three. three. Scissors. scissors. Rock. Rock. Scissors. <laughs> All, All right, right I lost anyway. And let's see, uh, what's Flickchart going to say? It's Flickchart, is uh, like everybody on Flickchart tonight? Is this the late night yes. Friday crowd yeah. that I'm competing against for their... Everybody, they went out and saw, they went out and saw. I know, and I'm actually trying to refresh Viridiana right now over and over and over again. There we go. Viridiana that's hurting you. steady, 204. All right, next up, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, or A League of Their Own. Oh, I got to go with A League of Their Own. Oh. Andy? I'm sorry. Andy? It's Star Trek Three. If it was Star Trek Two, it'd be different, but this is A League of Their Own. This is, this is good baseball. There, you're right. You're right. There is no crying in Star Trek Three. <laughs> that was all in Star Trek Two, right? <laughs> <laughs> you may continue. All right, all right. Uh, League of the Round Health Study of One Forty. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, back to Viridiana. What are the odds? No, twelve monkeys or Viridiana? Totally twelve. Twelve monkeys. monkeys. Twelve monkeys. Uh, health Study at one thirty-five. Next up, we have Raise the Red Lantern or the Game. 
Ooh. Raise the Red Lantern. But it's the game. It's the game. But Andy, we were pissed off after the game this time. And when I say we, it might have no, just been me. you. It was you. Yeah. So I'm definitely Raise the Red Lantern. There is so much, like, I am so uninterested in a story about the 1%, 1% getting punked. <laughs> it's a, it's about people, Pete. It's just a story yeah, about Yeah, it's people. about, like, people, and it's, oh, really rich people have problems. Oh, you're so terrible. Oh. They have a lot of money to spend on their game, that's for sure. Oh. <laughs> Steve, do you have any comments you know the on biggest that? Problem, I, I, the no. biggest problem with that movie is the pad that he, that at the end he of the movie, too much pad. Whoa. They should have removed it. <laughs> no, because I, I have not seen Raise the Red Lantern. Uh, you, need to, you need to get with it I, with Zhang Yimou. You need yes, to watch yes, I know. You I need do. to watch no, yes, As yes, I yes. recall, what, were there some issues with the quality of the DVD on this one? Not Raise the, the Red Lantern. It was. Okay. Which is the one that we had the real issues with, Pete? Oh, okay. Was, um, well, it was, was it Judo? Yes, it was Judo. Yeah. Was, oh, okay. Because I remember listening to that series, and there was one where you there was oh, some issues was, with the DVD. Like, they really, I'm surprised Criterion yeah. hasn't picked those up because I mean, Judo yeah. is so colorful, and it is just it is an ugly crime to look at that film. But I will go with Raise the Red Lantern, uh, Pete, because right. there is a lot of art in that one. And uh, well, I'm not saying there's not a lot of art in the game. I really like the game, but I'm going to pick Raise yeah, the Red Lantern. Oh, but he okay. I've seen House of Flying Daggers, and I love yeah. that. Yes, well, watch, and... watch some of his earlier films. I, I want okay. curious what yeah. you think of Judo and Raising okay. Red Lantern. Okay. All right. All right. Next up, on my list. Force Majeure, one of our, uh, we had our, oh. our oh, friends God. Uh, on for that the, one. The, the Swedes? Yeah. The Avalanche. Mm-hmm. Wow. Or The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. This is the, uh, which one is this one? It, it's just showing me her back. It's not helping me. I have to look at the <laughs> tiny, tiny text. It is new me. It is the new me one. Okay, so wow. Force Majeure or the new me dragon tattoo. a very challenging choice for me. For me, it's dragon tattoo. I'm, it is? Yeah. I Boy, Force Majeure was great. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with new me, but it hurts. <laughs> have you seen oh, Force you Majeure, Steve? I have not seen Force Majeure, and it keeps it's on my list of things. But I know, like, as yeah, a, as a be, dad, a, as a yeah, like it's one husband, that I, it's, uh, <laughs> it's one where I'm like, I I know I need to see it, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready to just sit down and go through this. Oh yeah. man, it's a really interesting. Yeah. One. yeah. All right, next up, Children of Men or Jaws? Whoo! Wow, two top films. Uh, it has to be Jaws for me. That's it. My... It is Jaws for me. Is that blessed? <gasps> yes, yes. Wow. Although Children of Men has a very, very high spot in this house household. So yeah, yes, yeah. yeah that that is that is probably the greatest single turn I have ever experienced on this show. Oh, I did yeah, not like that movie coming that. into it, and we watched it, and it is, uh, boy, did my opinion get changed. Great film, and uh, as well it should have been. Yes. All right. Next up, Trading Places or Gallipoli. 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 Steve, any oh, thoughts yeah. on that? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I saw Gallipoli like when I was in high school, I think, and just fell in love with that. So movie. much running. It's an interesting so film. much running. But oh, yeah. So good. <laughs> All right. Gallipoli. I hear Tom Cruise watches a lot of Gallipoli before every single movie he makes. <laughs> just a lot. Gallipoli, uh, Gallipoli jumped from 298 to 110. That was, mm, that was nice. a big jump. Yeah. Wow. Trading Places was way too high. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The Wind Rises or Star Trek Nemesis? I got to go with The Wind Rises here. 
even though Miyazaki versus your favorite Star Trek villains, aliens. <laughs> no, that's in Insurrection. No. That's oh, insurrection. it's insurrection. right now. Yes. Yes. Tom, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's yeah. some I'm interesting nemesis. stuff in that, but I'm the Wind Rises. I'm Nemesis in this one. All right. What? All right. I have not seen Wind Steve? Rises. I'm not oh. because there's not a lot of opportunities to see the Miyazaki because I don't have my Netflix DVD shipment going on. All right. All right. Well, here we go. But I can't. I vote mm-hmm. against Nemesis because that just. <laughs> you vote against <laughs> Nemesis in favor of nothing? Yeah, because it's Miyazaki. You, and that's all I need to know. Sarmento, you are a non contributing zero in this <laughs> matchup. Apparently, I'm a contributing zero. That's fine. All right. Here we because go. Makes no all right. Difference. Ready? One, two, three. Paper. Yeah. It rises wins rightfully. Known. All right. I think this is our last one. Uh, this is a super easy one too. We should do one more after this because it's just too easy. Okay. Fargo or our favorite Rush? <laughs> <laughs> Crying out loud! Should we just add, just skip all Rush rankings Rush, again? Yeah. It's going to be Fargo, yeah, and Fargo. we're going to be okay with that. We'll do one more just for that. All Luckily, right. Fargo held steady. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last one, and it's another Fargo or under the cherry moon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know I'll vote there. Uh, this is another Raise the Red Lantern. Raise the Red Lantern or Stripes. Definitely Raise the Red Lantern. Raise the Red Lantern. Well, Raise the Red Lantern holds steady. And so uh, at 106, and that is the end of our rankings for today. All right. Come on, 2001. Nice. Why don't you keep, <laughs> why don't you pop up? <laughs> yeah. Why, why, are you, why are you so shy, Kubrick? Why are you so You're shy? You're fine. You're fine. No. You're so Kubrickian. Okay. It'll probably just be something just... else that Steve has never seen. And no, then uh, I'll probably lose the Rochambeau again. <laughs> no. Well, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm on JustWatch.com trying to see where I can rent or stream Raise the Red Lantern, and it's not it's not helping me out. I think that's a library one. I think yeah, I, that's probably going to be a library. library yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. What are we, uh, what's the list tonight? So tonight for our lists, uh, for our SatMat lists, we put the poll out to the people because we talked about uh, Pennies from Heaven this week. That's the latest thing that we just released a couple days. Or well, I, <laughs> I guess it depends on when you're listening to this. But yes, yes. Uh, it's the show from the week, Pennies from Heaven, Steve Martin film, which is a very different film for Steve Martin. And so because of that, we ended up with these choices, comedians taking on serious roles, unlikable protagonists, and Walter Mitty stories, fantasy sidebar movies. The voters chose comedians taking on serious roles. So that is what we will be talking about tonight. Outstanding. And with that, and Pete, I, I guess get you get to go, go first. first. I know. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. And I'm very excited about this one because I get a lock for a pick with two, count them, Two fantastic performances uh, in a it is it's a comedy drama romance, but I think this movie actually stands for much more than that. It is, of course, Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig uh, in The Skeleton Twins 2014 from writer director Craig Johnson. Um, this was uh, I you could pick a number of other movies, including ironically for Kristen Wiig, Walter Mitty. And so that would be a lock for two categories. Uh, so I'm very confident in my pick for her. I'm going with Skeleton Twins, but I feel like I could go with other movies for her. Uh, anyway, great uh, performance from somebody with just an amazing amount of range. And we also get the bonus of Bill Hader doing similar stuff. That one's been on my list, but I have yet to see it. Oh, Andy. I know. I know. So good. And and Pete, I'm 
glad to see you're leading off with the lady on this oh, one. Yes. As well. I mean, because I mean it is both, but you mentioned Kristen Wig first versus you know she's absolutely my pick. It's just yes, he's a bonus. He's the yes, he is. tag along. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right, Steve. Um, I'm sticking with the ladies, and this is one that uh, I was trying to trying to dig deep, deep into the past, see how far back I can go. I couldn't get back that far. Um, but this was one that I think, probably because I was a teenager at the time, it was one of these things where I was like, wow, it's interesting to see how a director can get a performance out of somebody. You can really see that that talent come out. And for me, that was Whoopi Goldberg in The Color Purple. Yeah. That's a yeah, good one. yeah, that was a good one. That's an almost steal for me. I yeah, that was on my list as as one of my backup options. Yeah, uh, yeah, Skeleton Twins was a was a backup of mine just in case because I I thought and I'm thrilled to see it is Pete's first pick because yeah. it was yeah it was one of my backups. I haven't seen the okay. color purple in a long time, but I remember being really impressed with her in that film. And then she did Ghost of Mississippi and ruined it all. <laughs> So, <laughs> wait, Ghost of Mississippi or Ghost? Ghost uh, of Mississippi. <laughs> Ghost okay. was great. I loved Ghost. <laughs> I loved Ghost. Yeah. I, I shouldn't blame her at all for Ghost of Mississippi. It okay. was purely uh, Rob Reiner's fault for that. Everything yeah. that went wrong in that film. All I right. just wrote 800 words in my NaNoWriMo book today about Ghost. So oh, be they... very careful about where you no, tread. I love Ghost. Okay. Swayze, Swayze on a subway stage, yeah. subway platform. Yeah. All right. All right. For my first pick, I am going to a film that I haven't seen uh, since it was on HBO and I was a kid watching it. But it was a film that definitely affected me. And I don't think I really knew a lot of what was actually going on in it when I watched it. But now looking back at it later <laughs> in life, I'm mean? like, how did I watch that and not like totally like be <laughs> scarred for life from the film? Um, I really am curious. Um and would love to go back and see if uh, if it's any good. Uh, Richard Pryor, he actually directed a film oh, no. that uh, he uh, about his life that he also stars in called Jojo Dancer. Your life is calling. 1986. Uh, it's six point four on IMDb, so it crests the six star rule. And so I'm very curious about it to see if it's any good. But I I just remember the you know the the freebasing and. <laughs> Wow. You remember these things. Uh, I remember them. It was a powerful film and it really hit me hard. And I was like, what is going on in this guy's life? (laughs) It really kind of uh, freaked me out. But I just I was really impressed with Richard Pryor because I had, you know, I had had seen a few of his comedy films and I knew vaguely of who he was when I was younger. It's that funny guy. Yeah, that funny guy. And here he is. Why is his life bad? Why did he set himself on fire? (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, it was a really interesting film. So that's my first one. Jojo Dancer, Your Life is Calling with good old Richard Pryor. Oh, so now it gets down to it. Um, Yeah. It turns out my middle pick was my hardest one. I've got three that that really uh, I struggle with. And both of them surprised me. I know that both of these actors that are or two of these actors are are certainly capable of uh, delivering serious performances. Uh, both of them have surprised me in the past. Uh, the, the one that I'm going with right now is one that I'm currently watching on a what is is growing to be a a real favorite in terms of a weekly series for me. That is Steve uh, Carell. And okay. I'm going to drop Foxcatcher. Uh, Mm, his performance in Foxcatcher was Mm -hmm. bananas. Like that was not, was that Steve? I don't even know if it's Steve Carell today. It 
probably some other actor who shares his name. It was a a surprise. Uh, it was uh, just a, a wonderful twist for his career, and I I um, I really enjoyed that movie myself. Uh, very. Uh, it's in some cases tough to watch, worth seeing, and he is exceptional in it. And I'm really digging the morning show. So you go, Steve. Do I call that a half steal? Because I had Steve Carell, but with a different film. Excellent. Well, you could do that. You could. I think you could do that. I'm so. I'm. I'm surprised that you have, because you had real problems with Green Book, because of its the issues that the people came out and said, "Oh, this is Mm -hmm. all blah blah blah." Yeah. The same thing happened with Foxcatcher. Mm-hmm. Just keep that up. Not, not yeah. well. It, yeah. Okay. One, we didn't do it on the show. <laughs> Two, I liked I liked Steve Carell's performance vastly better than any single performance in Green Book. I'm not talking performance. Any I'm just saying the movie. So I'm just saying his performance and his ability to deliver and his range. Is just I better. agree. I love so, Foxcatcher. I thought it was great. Right. I think he's great. I also am the one who loved Green Book. So there you go. I know that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear your one star review of Knives Out. That's going to be I a know. delight. <laughs> as long oh, as it's dear. not better or not worse than uh, Frozen 2. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, Steve. Second okay. choice. What is it? Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going with I'm going with Steve Carell because this is a a little hidden gem that I want to make people aware of, and I think you know I think people should see Foxcatcher, and I think people may have forgotten about that one because uh, it, it's been a while. But I'm going to go back even further to 2007. To this was the first time I think I saw Steve Carell actually taking on something a little bit more seriously. It was like right after uh, the. What was the Bruce Almighty sequel where he's building the Ark? Yeah, Evan Almighty. That one. Evan, Evan Almighty. Almighty. So this was right after that. This is um, directed by Peter Hedges. This is Dan in real life. And uh, Steve oh. Crow plays a widower who is on his way to like a family reunion and stops at like a convenience store, meets this woman and flirting with her and then finds out it's his brother's girlfriend and you've got some family drama going on but just steve carell juliette binoche dane cook allison pill uh diane weiss john mahoney just a great cast really well done movie and i'm realizing i like peter hedges's work he's one of these guys i unless i look at imdb i forgot about what he's done because he's also directed one of our favorite thanksgiving movies pieces of april which is i think becoming a new thanksgiving classic at least in in our household uh so yeah but 2007 dan in real life steve carell taking on something serious i don't remember liking yep. that movie at all i, can I don't see remember that. seeing that movie but interestingly pieces of april like totally popped into my head this thanksgiving i'm like i haven't watched yeah. that in forever i need to watch it again so mm. so good yeah all right, all right, Andy. For, Andy. for my second choice, I am looking at a film. It's not this uh, this actor's uh, this comedian's first serious role that happened a few years before, but yeah. it is, I think, the uh, the best of his uh, his career. Um, it is Jamie Fox in Collateral, two thousand four, and I, I I know everybody gave Ray all the praise when it came out that year, but I honestly yeah. think that uh, Collateral he had a lot more stuff going on, and I I don't know I just loved yes. everything he did in Collateral. What amazing film! Michael Mann uh, 
Tom Cruise was great in that film. Just everything about that worked perfectly. So that's my second choice, Collateral. That's, that's a good choice. Pick. Really yes. good pick. Um, I went back in time a little bit more for my last one. Uh, this guy, I'm, I'm such a fan of this particular actor. Uh, he had come off just it really cemented himself as a comic actor uh, after one season of a TV show that premiered in 1951. 38 episodes of The Honeymooners, and people are still laughing at Jackie Gleason today. I was introduced to Jackie Gleason in not a funny movie, or in absolutely a funny movie, and of course, um, um, Smoking the Bandit. The movie that I'm talking about tonight is The Hustler, 1961, where Jackie Gleason plays a soberly serious and incredibly physical uh, performance of Minnesota Fats. He spent much of his career working up to this particular match, and um, it, I just, I just love their work together on screen in this movie. It is, it's just fantastic. I never thought I could get this excited excited about pool, uh, but it's just great. Full of so many wonderful performances. But Jackie Gleason, nineteen sixty one. There you go. That's a good one. It's a good one. Good one. It's been a long, long, long time since I've seen that. Yeah. One. All right, I'm cheating. Uh-oh. Number one. <laughs> Imagine that, Andy. I'm breaking rules. I'm not it's surprised. A, it's a it's a two-inch run in the asylum. Once now. again, Pete doesn't bring Woody Allen and <laughs> you <laughs> cheat. <laughs> so it's a I'm bringing a twofer um on this one because one is an actual well, one's one's the film, and then the other is the documentary about the film. I'm talking about Jim Carrey in Man on the the Moon, moon. playing Andy Kaufman, and then Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond, which gives you some insight into just the insanity of Jim Carrey. And actually, if the first selection that came to mind with Jim Carrey was when I was sitting in the movie theater watching Eternal Sunsets, Eternal, you know, of the blah, blah mind, Um, because there's a scene early on where he's leaves the apartment, he tries to get into a subway car and the doors close on him. And there's this like nervous, awkward chuckle because everybody's thinking, oh, it's Jim Carrey doing his wacky, you know, physical comedy. And that's not that type of movie at all. Uh, But it just reminded me of when we have these misperceived notions of an actor thinking, oh, they're a comic actor. They're supposed to be funny, so I should be laughing at them. And this, uh, what he does in Man on the Moon is, yes, funny, but also horribly tragic as well. And so I wanted to bring both sides of this piece. I think it's a, a great set to watch together as a double feature. There's my cheat. Yeah, that's a great pick. I haven't seen the documentary, but the film definitely holds up. Very interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, Andy, your last pick. You made it all the way to the end, whatever it is. I... I am a little disappointed that I can't throw nothing in common in here right now and get a double whammy with Jackie Gleason and Tom Hanks. Um, (laughs) But one, you already used Jackie Gleason. And two, neither of you picked this. I was convinced one of you would. And I'm only doing this because neither of you did. So you both failed me. Oh. It might be in my backup. It might be in my backup. This has to be on the list. And it's the king of comedy. 
uh, <laughs> I, you know, going back to uh, the Irishman and you know tying everything yes. together. Yes, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. That's why I'm not picking King of Comedy. Oh, okay. Is my experience oh, with the Irishman. Wow, today. It okay. was it was on my list and erased. <laughs> Scribbled it out for 15 yeah. whole minutes. Although, who are okay. you? Who are you putting it in there for, Jerry Lewis? Oh, it's absolutely Jerry Lewis. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jerry. I was going to oh, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. He's okay. he is the 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 you know complete buffoon. Yeah. I have only ever seen him i think in uh one other movie of his what, i like, like the nutty professor no or i've never seen that it was uh cinderfella that was the cinderfella. one that i saw <laughs> as a kid uh, nothing else and uh, you know it, it never really was like you know something that i was like oh this is great i'm gonna oh, yeah. watch more yeah. of his stuff i was never that interested but i certainly remember seeing him doing his telethons uh when i was younger and then yes. you know i don't know in the last five ten years or something i finally caught up with this film and wow what a film uh you know it's definitely something that scorsese uh should get more notice for because i think the king of comedy is just a stellar stellar film so that is my final pick jerry lewis in the king of comedy it has been a long time since i've seen that and as i was building my list i said i was trying to go back you know dig deeper in the archives and my wife actually said what about jerry lewis and i was like well let me think. Well, there's that weird Nazi clown movie that's never been released. <laughs> and then I just sort of, I'd already had my list built and I was like, nah, I got a fine list. I'm, I'm fine. And didn't even, th so I'm going to, I'm going to be admonished when I walk out of here that yeah. I did not have King of Comedy on there, but at least Andy did bring that. At least uh, it was and I brought. Think that's right. That, have you, have you seen that recently? Cause I know a lot of people are talking about that with Joker and, and all of that together. So I didn't know if that was something you had revisited recently. I have only seen it, um, only seen it recently. I mean, like, yeah, in the oh, okay. last five, 10 years or so, okay. I, I finally watched it and I was like, oh, man, why have I not, you know, heard more people talking about this yeah. film from Martin Scorsese? Cause it's definitely yeah. one that, uh, that, um, I don't know, just more people should see. It's just a great, great yeah. film. They, I, I think everything that was on my list beside it was was pretty much covered except for one, which was Eddie Murphy in Dreamgirls, which I thought was a, an exceptional performance for him too. I still haven't seen um, that one either, but I've heard mm -hmm. that about it. Yeah. See, and I thought I thought for sure that Pete, I thought you were going to take uh, Bill Murray in Lost in Translation. Oh, yeah, I know. I, but don't you? Hate I that do. Movie? I hate. Do that you movie. really hate that movie? Yeah, See, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. that's that one of those. It's another one of those where I feel like I'm just, I'm, should... I just. I know I'm going to be completely. Okay. Sh scorned, shunned. I had that, and then of course Adam Sandler and Punch Drunk Love, which nobody else likes. That's right. Uh, well, Let's except for me, way. but I'm not allowed to do it because I picked it before, and I get in trouble <laughs> for it every time. I had Will Ferrell and Stranger Than Fiction, and of course Robin Williams and oh, Good yeah. Will Hunting as yeah. Oh yeah. Some others yeah. Mine. And Truman Show was my Jim Carrey choice. Yes. So. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. So lots of good stuff. Uh, out nice there. list. Yeah, Great yeah. list oh, yeah. of, lots of, good of stuff. movies. Lots of uh, this. This was a fertile field this week. Yes, uh, it was. So many things to choose from. But where are we going next week? Well, we are going to be uh, looking at Steve Martin's next film in his career, and it's going to be an interesting one to come up with our lists about. I'm curious where we're going to go. It is the very peculiar film, uh, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. Okay. What now, do we were want to any, do? Were any of these movies, or, or uh, I should say, were at any point during the show, Andy, do you remember if we said <sighs> out loud... Know. If, hey, hey, we, we have should, to remember. I'm sure this, uh, this should be a list because we've been doing that lately, and I'm not writing it down. Uh, I'm not either. Even when I listen to the show and I check it, I'm not listening to or writing that down. And I should, but I don't remember. 
Because I know in this case, you're the one who did it. Like, I actually remember an experience in one of the recent two or three shows (sighs) where you said, hey, this should totally be on the... If we have a... When we... When we get to our sad mat list, include this. I don't know. So dumb. It has been... I have not seen this in a really, really long time. But you've got... Well, it's you've got noir, right? You dig deep into the noir, but you've got this whole homage. homage, Mm -hmm. Yeah, is there an homage films series? Films that are homage to other films? (laughs) That's dumb. Don't do that. No. Um, Okay. Well, I mean, how big is the list of movies that use other clips of other movies? Movies. Oh, that's that's gonna be tiny. That's yeah. All right. As we discussed on the show. Yeah. Uh, maybe that was what we were talking about. Probably. <laughs> hey, hey, Pete and Andy, hey, don't use this just, as yes. a list on the show. <laughs> There's only two. Uh, is there something we can do with um, let's see, comedians bullets, who take roles as gangsters? Removing bullets, like you know, having having a non-medical person removing bullets. Is, oh, is, okay. Is that a, I am totally behind. Is there that. a list <laughs> we can pull out of that? Okay. Well, okay. Can we expand that uh, not to not just bullets, like non-medical people performing to performing surgery? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Is that okay? I'm totally in on that. Sure, performing medical work. Yeah. All right. There's one. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's see. We've got um, what do we have? We have uh, Nazis. We have a plot to destroy. What was their plot to do to the U.S. to I can't even remember what it was. It was everything. Everything <laughs> in that was so absurd. We have cleaning women. Trigger, oh, trigger no, words. There, there was there, there's trigger the whole. Word? Yeah, like the Manchurian candidate list. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Definitely a trigger word list. I think is good. Is there is there a lot of that in the world? It, in, film, in the movies. In film that we can build a list from <laughs> other than Manchurian candidate. <laughs> well, they've done Manchurian candidate twice. So. <laughs> right. Uh, trigger words. Mm. All right, trigger words. Is that? Is, well, I guess we'll put it down and see. That's what risky. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. If they All pick right. that, we're just going to have to suffer through it, or they will. <laughs> they will yeah. suffer through the someone, same three movies. Me, someone will suffer. Right. Okay, and then we've got. Uh, let's see. I just feel like I feel like we're missing something that is like really central to the cleverness of this movie. And I know we're not going to do like clips of other movies, but there's something about like the just the editorial process of this movie that was super clever. And Mm. we're not really nailing what that is in our list. Huh. I don't have an answer for that. That's your job. Great uses of (laughs) stock footage. Yeah. <laughs> that's in the that's in the keywords. I can't wait. I can't wait for that list. It's Stock just footage. all drones over jungles and rivers. That's right. <laughs> oh, no. Pete's favorite thing, title spoken by character, right? Isn't that your favorite thing, Pete? It is absolutely my favorite yeah. thing. There just like go. gonorrhea. We we have found that in, <laughs> okay. in Steve Martin's films that's happened quite a bit. Yeah. Yes. Oddly, not with the most recent one we recorded, but certainly in the first three. And then everything else, I mean, in the plot, it's, you've, you've got your noir detective, you know, voiceover, you know, and spoof type of thing yeah, going on. So I can't get into specific details because I haven't seen this in probably over 20 years. 
What are you feeling, Andy? I'm just trying to think if there's something we should do with, um, well, we could do, uh, um, you know, something involving black and white, because that's, you know, like more like recent films that are shot in black and white. Okay. Uh, intentionally. Um, sure. Intentionally in, shot in black and white. Intentional black and white movies. Okay. Sure. That's an interesting one. All right. Okay. 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 So there's our list options. We've got, we'll see where we end up with these non-medical people oh, performing man. medical work. Trigger words and intentional black and white movies. There it's going to be a real hootenanny. It's going to be something. That's for sure. All right. Well, the poll is up uh, over in the Show Talk channel over in Patreon. In Patreon. Over in Discord. Wow. Do you guys know I don't know where we are? Uh, no? I don't okay. know where anything is. <laughs> it's Friday night. Okay. <laughs> Oh, look, already getting in there, it's okay. Steve. It's okay. We're ranking the movies on Netflix and we're <laughs> the charts on, yeah. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. As it so, should be. Yeah. So get your uh, votes in and uh, we'll be recording, I don't know when, it might be uh, earlier in the week, next week too, not Saturday. Yeah. Things are shifting. Are you, do you have an answer on what your schedule looks like going forward? I think you were the protagonist in that particular story. Well, let's see. Uh, I can tell you right now that uh, next week is probably better Friday night again. Okay. And uh, actually, the next two weeks are because I've got it'd be Thursday night that we'd been talking about. Because if we do Thursday night, we're looking at uh, the fifth. Uh, That totally works. All right. Yeah. So So, yeah. So Thursday. This is this is where the shift sort of begins. Yes. yes. Because of weekend challenges. So. Yeah. That's uh, right. Keep keep uh, up with that in uh, Discord, or uh, we'll we'll start. Or you can also find out about this podcast at your local library in the card catalog. (laughs) (laughs) You could right next to that red hot copy of Judo. That's right. Uh, Because we don't know where things belong over here at the next reel. Nope. No one knows anything. Thank you, everybody, for uh, hanging with us this fine Friday night. It It is a uh, U.S. Thanksgiving, uh, and we uh, sure as heck give thanks for you guys. Thank you so much for um, for hanging out with us, for being Patreon supporters. If you're not a Patreon supporter yet, you should check it out at thenextreel.com slash Patreon. Uh, you can find out more about what it means to be a patron, uh, what you're doing by supporting this show and letting us continue to do what we are doing and, and um, uh, subsidizing the costs of that, that go into production and time and all of all of that uh, uh all of that grand stuff so thank you uh in advance for doing that and uh we will see uh this coming week for all the great shows see you when but, we see you know pete pete it's 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 a holiday weekend everybody's shopping they should go buy merch they the need next to go to the next slash merch. Slash merch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can get your legendary uh tarantinti tour series yes. t-shirt uh and uh it's good to find find that those are starting to move <laughs> i got mine and it's great and you know what else i got i got stickers i got, got stickers. i got, me, got my stickers. stickers i got oh. my tarantinti stickers and i got my patient zero sticker and quick before it's too late i even got my marvel movie minute sticker. Hey. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's right uh so though you can get stickers you get mugs get whatever you want we're <laughs> we don't care we put it on anything you want a tattoo? I'll send you the artwork. You get a tat, Tarantinti tat. A Tarantinti tat, you guys. Yes. Nextreel.com slash merch. Also, happy Black Friday. Hondo. 
Hondo. I was waiting for Andy to say something. I, I say goodbye. Top earlier. of the Hondo to you. Okay, goodbye. All right, Hondo. Goodbye. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.